lover's blues sometimes, maybe. But suddenly get child. Disgusting. Lovers say the truth. You are now Lovers walk along every night. All right. Peace and blessings, good people. Welcome to another edition of Insightful Discussions. I'm your host, Dr. Bryant, bringing you another insightful topic. Today, my good people, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest today. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about some great things. We're going to be having a conversation about tech, technology, and all the multifacetedness that technology provides. We have the wonderful, the amazing, the illustrious Elrod Morris II. He is a, a alumnus of Winston Salem State University. He is a member of Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated. You know, unfortunately, but you know, he is a member of that organization, and he has started his own company. is five hundred one C three organization Team B Geek, and is a tech company that provides digital tools to underserved communities for better jobs and living opportunities. The man, the myth, the legend himself. Mr. Morris. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. How you doing? Come on, man. I did all that. That was a good introduction, man. Yo, I like, <laughs> yo, he gave me the whole Paramount Pictures intro. I was like, <laughs> you got to, man. man. I, got notes, you know, I got my little note section right here. But yeah, yo, man. I feel like this there. You got this but Get your hands off of me. You know what I'm <laughs> But nah, man. So fill in the gaps. Tell the people what I didn't say. You know, tell them about you, your background, and a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on your show, your platform. No problem. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization that provides tools of digital literacy across the world, right? So a little bit about my uh, uh, business is we give, we do teacher training mostly. That's kind of like our bread and butter, uh, where we train teachers how to infuse digital literacy into their classrooms as a second language, right? It's a lot of a lot of uh, when we were in school, right, and before even before us, uh, Spanish and French was kind of like the the go to language in right. the U.S. You know what I'm saying for the collaboration of working with other people in different workplaces. But now what I've discovered is uh, digital literacy is kind of becoming that second language, learning how to code, yeah. nature, right, and the new currency is becoming capturing people's attention. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So we talk about you know like. Yo, we gotta get to the bag. In order to get to the bag on the tech world, especially like social media platforms, you gotta be able to catch people's attention. You do, you do, <laughs> and that's and that's something that I feel like is uh is very very important because I myself, my dissertation was on technology, the the impact of digital technology and social media on student engagement and academic outcomes. So mm -hmm. just, just understanding how technology and social media uh impacts all facets of our lives it, it's truly amazing and people from our culture you know just like most things we're kind of behind the curve on that like we're not we we utilize these platforms but we don't fully understand how they're impacting our day-to-day -day. could you speak a little bit to to that as far as how you infuse that into the teaching curriculums for teachers yeah for sure man so like i'm um I was just on the phone with one of my colleagues here on my team and um, I'm building out a uh, a lesson plan 
study guide as far as showing teachers how to infuse again digital literacy in classrooms. So if you're doing like uh, biology, right? Right. Or, or and then within by not biology, you know, you gotta learn like the anatomy and stuff like that. Right. <clears throat> so how do you infuse uh technology into that particular component? Because most kids, unless you're like a nursing major, you're really gonna fall asleep. You're not really gonna be paying attention, you don't really care, right? right. The portal is not relevant. So um what I teach what I train the teachers, right, in that particular department like biology, you talk about the brain and how the brain tells the body what to do and how they have uh, all these million dollar, I'm sorry, million uh, connections to the mm-hmm. nervous system and all that, and they send out sensors and tell your fingers to move and all that. Yo, the CPU works the same way when it comes to CPU yeah. works the same yeah. the brain. They, they, right? modeled that, they modeled that after the brain. Right, they modeled that after the brain. So now when you start talking about technology in that sense, you instead of you bringing in just a uh, skeleton in the classroom, you're talking about the body parts and the bones and all that, in the muscular system, now you bring in an actual desktop computer, open it up, and compare the two as far as which ones match up. Fire. That that is fire. That that that's that's not only fire. That is like really life changing because we look at the youth right now. The youth are growing up in a tech age. A lot of the things that they do are digital. You know, even right. to the way in which we we spend money. We have cash app. A lot of physical cash exchange is kind of you know, swindling down. So just hearing you speak about or giving an example of, of teaching teachers, a lot of that is is kind of like, I don't want to say swept under the rug, but we really don't understand the importance or the nuances of how there's an age gap when it comes to teachers. Mm-hmm. I did a study when I was in uh, at Howard and it was called Techie Teacher. So I, I looked at demographics of teachers who had social media platforms. And, you know, that's very, very basic. Right. So if you have a social media platform, that means you at least can't have a technology piece. You have a phone where you can go in, you can, you know, work it. Right. That is some aspect of digital literacy. Mm-hmm. And people don't even equate the two. It's like sometimes you have to, you know, make it make it real for people. Right. You know, so that example you use as far as being able to make a compare and contrast between, you know, science and technology, it's really that simple of having a social media platform and being able to speak online. Do you see the comparison? Am I reading? Yeah, I do. No, I do. You preaching, brother. You preaching. Pass the cholesterol plate, please. Wow, man. <laughs> but what? Nah, you you one hundred percent on point, man. And I was just uh, I was on Clubhouse the other day, right? Okay. And I was telling an English teacher like how to do um, how to transform your classroom into a, a a PR marketing like synagogue. Like, yo, you teach in English, right? What is social media? It's about capturing people's attention with the content you put up there. And that's it. Like, yo, now you turn your classroom into uh, a, a PR, a PR situation where you get like a couple students. Like, yo, you're in charge of creating the content. Uh, you're in charge of uh, putting together the photos that go with that content, right? Now you're mm-hmm. now you're infusing the the students into your your classroom, and you turn your classroom into a, a marketing piece, right? Now the kids want to be hip to the classroom. Like, you create a whole Instagram page for your classroom. Right, you create a theme for that. You know what I'm saying? Now, now the kids want to post 
uh, or tag themselves into your classroom. They may not even be kids in your classroom. They want to be signed up for next year, right? Because your page is popping, right? As an English teacher, now you got kids involved. Now you create your own hashtag. Every time they doing something like, yo, you throw a homework assignment there, like, yo, I need you to hashtag uh, the classroom's name, right? It may be called um, uh, the, PR, the PR crew, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Now, all of a sudden, you got to click in the school where the kids will be part of your English class. Matt, you are you're really breaking down my entire dissertation, man. That is exactly what I did. Okay. I, I, I did it with a history class. So okay. I didn't I didn't I didn't that was genius thinking about the PR type thing. I didn't think about that. But the, the, the I guess the main differences that I did was I had one group, you know, uh, communicating and learning through Instagram. So in history, you know, it's like the you have to learn about different time periods, like the Ming yeah. Dynasty. You're learning about. Uh, different civilizations. So it's kind of easier to put infographs, pictures with, uh, you know, that represents those, that culture and time. So you mm -hmm. learn that information. So I, what I did was I broke down different social media platforms where Instagram was better for the more visual uh, aspect of learning, but Twitter mm -hmm. was more so for the words and mm -hmm. fun facts. So if you look at it from that perspective, even in your example, how you was breaking it down as far as who was good with creating the content, you know, the verbiage made of whoever's good at making the verbiage or the script may be more inclined to work on Twitter. Mm -hmm. The people who have the vision and who are more, you know, I guess, image driven, they may be more inclined to use pictures on Instagram to relate a message right. and draw people in. So it's it's so deep, bro. Like it's interconnected. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with art. Same thing when you're doing the the videos, creating digital digital videos and all that. You can do that for art, like art class. Like it's part of your expression. You know what I'm saying? Same thing uh, with the history. Um, yo, I was I was doing um, I was doing a consultation for a history teacher real quick. He was trying to figure out how to do that, how to infuse digital literacy. I was like, yo, you got like you brought up the uh, the dynasty, right? Um, and I'm sure they sent mess encrypted messages, right? Now we talk about encryption and decryption, right? Ones and zeros, true and false. See what I'm saying? Same thing, bro. It, it is truly the same thing. And I think people just look at it. It's just social. Like, it's just yeah. social. And my whole thing was, at the time, I wanted to use what we do socially already to mm -hmm. educate us. Because a lot of times, I work with students. So if a student is not good or it doesn't have a real connection with school or education if you give them educational technology to learn from that's a barrier that they now have to jump because perception wise it's education and i'm not mm -hmm. good at school but if you mm -hmm. give somebody social media it's like wow i'm good at social media i can get these tweets off i can get these you know these, these posts these instagram posts off i understand that I use it every day. This is probably the first thing I check in the morning. So if you start to infuse pieces of, of knowledge from that perspective, then you change their total, you totally change their mindset when it comes to education. Absolutely, Doc. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, this all you see is the thumb going up the screen in class, right? Teachers battle that every day. Like, yo, like if, if it was one thing I could get rid of, it'd be their phones in the classroom. And I'm like, yo, why would you do that? Why would Terrible you do that? decision. Terrible. They're, they're, that's the worst decision you can make. Their life changes every five to seven seconds on that phone. 
They are literally keeping up with the world as they scroll on TikTok. Literally, put your put your class on TikTok. Be relevant, right? Be be relevant. Use the socially relevant platforms to engage right. students. And I've not seen one of the guys that we we actually went to school with. Uh, uh, my my oh my god, he is definitely gonna kill me for butchering his name. Uh, but he definitely. Uh, Use and I'm, I just talked to him the other day too. That is crazy. Uh, I gotta think of bro name. I'm, I have his last, his first name. His first name is Michael Bonner. Yes, Michael Bonner. That, oh yeah, Mike. Yo, Mike. He, Mike. he used technology to yeah. to get his message out, like with his yeah. students. If you really go and follow his story, he uh, his work compelled a lot of people, and he ended up on the Ellen Show. And you know they called him Teacher Bay for for however long. Maybe he, he still holds the title of Teacher Bay. I don't know. That's not my area. But it, it, the point is, he used technology and the social media apps. He used re, uh, relevant songs to engage his students to learn the content better. And this was when he was on the brink of giving up teaching. So we have these, we have these examples within our culture that are success stories of of technology use. Or in digital literacy for that, from that from this perspective, uh, that work. Mm-hmm. But we have people who, you know, have been in the field 20, 30 years that don't know anything about technology, that can't work the iPhone 12, that is that are totally against technology being in education. How, now, since you teach teachers, can you speak to that? Like, what are some of the roadblocks that you've encountered with the age divide? of teaching teachers about digital literacy oh man yo first of all it's the it's the yo i want the map book because when we do training like i give them like devices and all that they can use they get to keep it as part of the training program it's like yo i want the map book and i'm like first thing i ask them like what are you gonna do with the map book first thing i ask them what you gonna do with <laughs> right what you gonna uh, do you know get on the web and all that i'm like nah 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 listen like you can do so much more with a map. What are you going to do with the map? Are you going to create videos? Because most people use MacBooks for you know digital Photoshop, all that kind of stuff. Create. Are you going to do that for your classroom? I don't know how to do none of that. Oh well, give me a computer back then. You just need a window, regular yep. window. You, <laughs> you need a Dell. You need a Chromebook. Yeah, you don't even like, need that. You don't need that. The <laughs> ThinkPad. That's what you need. You know, regular ThinkPad. And- <laughs> Even the thing you can do some things on that. Yeah, you can do. A, I think people people just go off of brands. They, yeah. they want the brand because that that brand means something and holds value within the community. But it knowing what that piece of technology can do is another aspect of digital literacy. I think that uh, most people will be surprised. They are surprised when I tell them. Like I, I wrote a lot of research papers on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I wrote a lot. I wrote a good portion of my dissertation on my phone, like the, yeah. the chapter ones and you know a little bit of the chapter twos. I wrote it on my phone. Like people don't know that I, I spent. You spend thousands of dollars on this. This costs right. more than some tablets, and you're only using it to text and pick up phone calls, check social media. Like mm-hmm. no, like no, <laughs> that's that's not what it's for. If you you might as well go back to a flip phone if that's all you're using. You might as well. The green screen or the blue screen. Yeah, that's it. You know, <laughs> mo- not I'll even my circle crew. No smartphone. And, and I think I want to carry push the uh, the conversation forward a little bit about you know that age divide. I, I understand when 
it comes to devices, right? They they want the more brand names, they want the new up-to-date software or hardware rather, but they don't really know what to do with it. So can you speak to just your your experience with someone who may be a little bit older in technology and someone who may be a little bit younger with technology, teaching wise? What 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 are the compare and contrast that you have for those two populations? Yeah, for sure. So um that's a great question, by the way. So um, what I found, I teach, I teach a class on Saturdays, right. In, in one of the counties in North Carolina, I won't say where, but, um, there's a split divide in the classroom. I got some teachers that I'm training that are like in their thirties and forties. They cool. Like they, they hip with some of the stuff. Like I asked them about it, be like, Oh, let me research it on my own, blah, blah, blah. I go to Google. They got it right. They'll look at the, the bells and whistles on it. They'll try it out. They're not afraid to take that leap. And they try to infuse it in the classroom. Then I got the older crew where they're like, you know, they've been teaching for 30 some odd years. And it's like, yo, like you, you got to kind of hold. I literally have to hold their hand to like try to do more research on the product. Um, they, they want you to like show them click by click how to do things more of an analog way versus a digital. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm like, yo, it. it this is why I put myself online. This is why I recorded myself doing it so they can go back and hit the replay button. So they ain't got to keep asking me. But the caveat in that is they have to know how to get online to go right. and figure that out. So that's yeah. why I said when we talk about this aspect of digital literacy, it's, so, it's layered to the point of the basics. We grew up, people don't really even realize this, like if you were late 20s, early 30s, you grew up in the, the social media age, like the infant stage, like MySpace, you know, Vine, right. uh, or, you know, even before that, like, I remember in like elementary school or not, maybe not elementary school, but uh, early high school, Black Planet, like those crazy, uh, you know, social media websites. Right. But then the websites became the mobile apps on the phone. So mm -hmm. we kind of grew up in that, that, that testing phase of, learning social media and digital literacy from a certain perspective. It's even hard for me sometimes to communicate to my parents of how to download an app or, you know, going like, let's say, for instance, we're, we're taking a flight somewhere and they have to download the app to buy the plane ticket. I'm like, yeah, you just download the app. Well, how do you do that? Where do you get the app from? Oh, you go to the app store. Oh, what's the app store? So I'm like, whoa, I'm realizing like it, the gap is so wide because they didn't grow up on it. We grew up on it and had like a trial and error. We didn't even ask questions. I don't remember asking questions about MySpace. I just looked online. Okay, set up this. You need an email. Okay, password. Boom, and just just went with it. They didn't have that practice, so a lot of stuff is coming at them fast. And though we're understanding of that, it creates a, a learning or a learning environment, but as well as uh, teaching teachers. It, it creates this, 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 this environment that's ha that has a lot of confusion, and a lot of the work gets missed in the weeds of it all. A lot of times they can't pick it up because it's just it's so much. They just question everything instead of trying. Right, and that's that's the beauty of my uh, training program as far as training training educators. Yeah, what's, the name what's the name uh, of it? What's the name of it? So it's it's you go to the uh, website is www.bg.org, and uh, I haven't made it. I haven't put it out there publicly yet. Um, I'm about to this week actually, 
um, where I created the online course, how to train educators uh, infusing digital literacy in their classroom. Literally, I put up, I literally created lesson plans and everything from start to finish. Yo, all you got to do is just go up there, pay for the course. You look through the lesson plans for the first week. It's twenty. It's twenty lessons in there. Mm-hmm. All right. It's it's built by the through the week. So you got Monday through Friday. Every day there's activities and stuff like that. It is in alignment with the curriculum. So you right. got to buy the course too, right? So it literally tells you what to do step by step by the hour while you're in class. And and that's that's perfect. Um, when you think about having that age gap and having someone who you need to hold their hand a little bit more than the others, than, than maybe the younger crowd. And this is not like an ageism thing. Like I'm not trying to bash them. It's just pointing out the obvious. It's, it's a clear yeah. divide. And it's you a created, it's a culture thing. And you created a platform that allows someone to go online uh, and learn about being online. Like that's mm-hmm. the genius of it all. And that's, that's something that needs to be highlighted within our culture because we don't have a lot of people who look like you and I who are pushing the envelope for when it comes to technology, uh, the advances of technology and educating our community on the benefits of it. Not just, you know, having somebody in your family, oh, he he or she stay on that phone all day. Like it's, it's people who are becoming millionaires off of a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Like, off the push of a button, like learning how to do stuff. Like it's even now people are doing real estate off a cell phone, mm-hmm. off a laptop, like off, off these devices. And it's like, culturally, we are traditionally the last people to get knowledge of things. And a lot of times when people who are in our community who are providing the knowledge in spaces to where we can learn and grow, they don't really get the shine that they deserve. So I, I'm elated. Like I'm really happy to hear that you actually releasing it to the public. See, now he's releasing it to the public. That means he done tested it out. He done got yeah. the test out of it. It's like it's, it's time to go. And that's how you should do it. That's exactly right. how you should do it. And and I think I, I do it a lot with my products too. Like I just I test them out and then I release them. But yeah, right. oh, but but in, but in all seriousness, I think that that needs to be highlighted. That needs to be pointed out that you know we have a space where we can go and get this learning, get this knowledge because it's needed. If te- technology is not going nowhere, it ain't going nowhere. Like you look at Apple, 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 Microsoft, Amazon, look at what Amazon did in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Technology, oh, it's the push of a button, people sitting in their homes, getting the things they need delivered to the door. It's amazing. I blew up, bro. I blew up during the pandemic. I wasn't relevant <laughs> like that until the pandemic hit, bro. Yeah. I wasn't. Teachers started panicking. Educators started panicking. Everybody needed laptops. I'm the plug on laptops when you need them. I'm mm-hmm. out here blessing schools with like 200 laptops and stuff like that. You know, That's amazing. where they can't find them. You know, they most of the time I get them refurbished. So what happens is like mm-hmm. we go. My team that I have, like my little ambassadors in Biggie, they um, you know, they fix them up. We we uh, put hard new SSD drives in them. And Instagram, spark them clean and make them brand spanking new on the inside, but the outside still, you know, it's got the chill or whatever. Might cosmetic damage, it don't matter. Yeah, but at that time, man, they were just low on computers. And then, like, I'm like, yo, like, teachers were, were, were having a huge issue with the YouTube thing and the Google Meets and the Zooms. And I'm like, yo, like, yeah, I could train teachers how to do this. I've been, 
I've been doing this for a minute. Like, let me show right. them how to right. how to navigate through this issue and how to keep their students engaged online, bro. That was the biggest thing. Mm. Kids were just cutting the cameras off, we playing the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, nah. So what I did was like, for example, I I built that a a Netflix PowerPoint um infrastructure where it looks just like Netflix. You click on the links and all that. You click on the uh, <laughs> click on Tell the preview. That's fine. Yo, like little stuff like that. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Or create like an Amazon out to purchase when you about to do your homework assignment, right? You shop. You shop for your homework assignment. You literally shop. Like you, you put things in the cart, right? It's crazy. Now, honestly, I, I was at a loss for words right then because I was like, you, you shop for your homework. This man just created a, a Netflix interface. Yeah. I so want to sign up. I want to sign up. Like I, I gotta sign up now because even I don't care how much I know about Google Meets. I need to sign up because that is that is amazing. I'm gonna give you flowers right now because that, that's I appreciate amazing. it. That's amazing. We're an e-commerce country, bro. That's what exactly. we do. Things. So like, yo, why don't you shout for your homework assignment? You know yeah. what I'm saying? They, if you click on the wrong homework assignment, it'll say yo, it's out of order. It'll be refilled next week. You know what I'm saying? But what is that also in return teaching you? It, I mean, for me, it was it was teaching the kids like yo, e-commerce, how to how to navigate through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the websites, how to do research, like look yeah. for keywords in your homework assignment, you know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll populate, and then you put it in the cart, and then you buy it. It's fake money, you know what I'm saying? But the cart is like, congratulations, you have purchased your homework assignment. It's still good. That it's so layered what you're teaching them. You're teaching them real world skills. Right. Real world skills because you shopping online, that's the same process. Right. You know, money management. Like if you got a certain amount of dollars for your homework and it costs this amount, mm -hmm. if it don't add up, <laughs> that might right. not be the work, that might not be your correct homework. So right. those those nuances, man, that is amazing. We definitely have to to get that uh information out. Definitely gonna get the information for you, put it in the description of the video or just the, the episode itself. Cause, Cause, that is truly amazing, man. Like, uh, wow. I'm sitting here thinking about so much other products, projects I can shoot your way. Cause it's, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll slide you the Netflix joint. I'm gonna slide you the Netflix joint. I got you. I'm yeah, slide me that one. Cause, uh, cause I got some parents. I got, I got a couple programs in North Carolina right now that I'm working with, trying to get people, you know, employment, trying to get people, you know, the services that they need because of the impact of COVID. And this is something that I think parents will really, really benefit from. It'll be great if we can collab on that. I'll talk to you offline okay. about that as well. But, uh. But yeah, man, that's 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 amazing. I don't even think we can top that piece uh, uh, in this episode. We we got to have a part two. We got to come back and talk about yeah. some more things. We got to talk about you know developing side, like the opportunities in tech. I think that's that's gonna be our next discussion. Whenever you have time, we're gonna come back and talk about you know the opportunity in tech for the culture. Because I think we we spoke before about you know a lot of people are coding coders, but there's so many other professions in that. Right. And you can kind of attest to that and, and really prepare us for, you know, this digital, this digital age that we, we stepping into. We, we tiptoeing into it right now, but give it a year or so. Yeah, it ain't really took off like it like like it should have yet. Uh, people think it's already blown up, but it ain't even. Not. Yet. What, wait know? till they have robots in, uh, in McDonald's. 
over yeah. here in, in the states. Wait till they have robots, you know, in uh, restaurant, other restaurants that's bringing you your food, and, and they see how technology is gonna take over some of the industries and jobs that we traditionally feel with humans. Yeah, you see, you see it now. Like you gotta put, you gotta scan the QR code to order. Yeah, you know what and I'm what saying. Is that? that is a different piece of technology. You, you look you at ice cream it. shops now, right? Look at yeah. how this stuff serves. Yeah. So they need Some what? Point. One, two people. They need one, two people, two employees, two, three employees, four maybe. Mm-hmm. Think about bro, it. Like, <laughs> I was in the restaurant with my dad, bro. I was no lie. I was in the restaurant with my dad, bro. My dad is like fifty-five. He was like, "Yo, when when the wait when the waiter coming?" And I was like, "We waited. We waited for like twenty minutes. We were just chatting it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, yeah, they did not come yet. You're right." So I look over to the to the where the ketchup is at the condiments or whatever. I'm like, oh, we gotta scan the code to order. He was like, scan what? I was like, yo, the QR code on your phone, you gotta scan it. He says, a damn shame, we gotta go and use our phone now to order. We have a person to person interaction. It, it's I was, almost. I, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be extinct, but it's, it's gonna be very limited. Yeah. The circles yeah. that you the circles that you dwell in is gonna be the circles that you dwell in, and technology is gonna. And, and I talk about people skills. I, I don't want to get too off topic because we definitely, uh, I want to wrap it up because I want to save some of this stuff for our, our next uh, conversation. But I will say this, you know, being a psychologist, I look at human interaction and that's, that is something that I, I do worry about with the emergence of technology, that, that human to interaction, that being able to talk to someone face to face and be comfortable in your own skin. You know, mm-hmm. I, I speak, I speak to that a lot. Like I love the technology, uh, advancements that we're having, the, the, the potential that it has, but I also recognize some of the limitations. And my work is to try to mediate that. How can I meet in the middle and still provide some of those trainings for people who, who may need them? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I won't get into it. Like you said, no, we'll, we'll reschedule or something else. Yeah, we got to, man. Yeah, we got to, because there's so much good stuff, man, because Cause you you got my brain working about a lot of different things because we rarely do we know people who who have the ability to create certain platforms and 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 make it cool right. you know make it cool right. like i got a virtual reality platform called insightful and people are just now starting to understand what virtual reality is it's like oh that's the new wave virtual right. reality is going to come and take over when it comes to education you look at what you say about science opening up a, a computer and comparing and contrasting now we have three, uh, not 3D, but we have virtual reality goggles that you can just put on and really have a cadaver. You can work on a cadaver through virtual reality. Yeah. I, can, I can give you therapy, uh, therapeutic services through virtual reality. Yo, I, I use, um, it's funny you say that, and I won't go into it because we talked about it offline, mm-hmm. so I won't, I won't save it. But uh, oh, yeah. artificial intelligence, bro. Mm-hmm. Artificial intelligence. I use I use the Calm app, bro, like to to go yeah. to sleep. Meditate. Calm app, yeah, yeah. I use Calm app all the time, and it's like the the subtle. You can pick your own settings and all that mm-hmm. on what makes you feel comfortable. Right, and and, and that is something that a lot of, I recommend that app to you know, a lot of my clients that I work with offline, and they find it beneficial. Some people use YouTube; they just listen to raindrops. Yeah, that's me. ten hours of, of rainforest and go to sleep, wake up to it. Yeah. So as y'all can as y'all can hear and see that we have a lot to discuss when it comes to technology and just the growth of the world. So 
if you like this video, if you love what we were trying to say and the message that we conveyed, I hope that you learned something. But we want you to tune in to the part two that's coming in a couple weeks. Uh, I appreciate everybody for listening. Brother, tell them where they can find you at, where they can follow you at, and sign up for your course. Tell them that, most importantly. Yeah, for sure. So you can go to our course. Uh, it's, on the, it's listed on the website, www.begeek org that's b-e-e-g-e-e-k.org um, our social media platforms all of our handles are the same so it's at team bgeek right all one word um definitely check out our youtube page check, definitely check out our um, instagram we got a lot of information out there if you're a teacher or educator or a principal or a superintendent uh take a look at our, our social media page on instagram the, i put a lot of tips out there a lot of tools as far as like what you can do to infuse digital literacy in your classroom at that moment, it's a simple post. So I just did one the other day with for English teacher talking about English is just like programming. Well, we ain't gonna get into that, but read the post, you'll see it. Uh, don't forget to donate. Uh, we take all types of donations, Cash App, uh, PayPal. You can mail it, you know. But uh, please don't forget to donate. You can donate on our website. So just hit the donate now button and then. You know, don't forget to give. All right, man. There you have it, man. Uh, and until next time, good people, peace and blessings. Thanks. All right, this recording will be saved.